Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Rodrigo Montero. He's the head of sales for the Americas for the Wilhelmson Ship Services. Rodrigo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you very much. No pleasure to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Rodrigo, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm uh, Rodrigo Monteiro, born and raised in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, based in Houston, Texas now. Uh, I'm a chemist. By uh, my basic graduation, I hold uh, MBA in marketing and business communication. I don't know if I still can say that. I just have this younger face, but uh, I don't know if it's true anymore. I'm, uh, I work in technical sales for 23 years and uh, moved to Houston five years ago with the family, our little dog. Aw, that's amazing. Sounds like you've had, you know, an interesting background bringing you to Williamson. So tell me a little bit more about Williamson. Well, Williamson, uh, Williamson holds the, it is actually the most extensive network uh, to global maritime supplies. So... Uh, we operate about uh, 2,000 ports and more than 100 uh, ports around the world. So we have a few different brands that are well-known in the industry. We basically supply 50% of the merchant fleet uh, worldwide. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, an, that's an impressive number. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, what Williamson does. Well, uh, our group, uh, our division specifically, Winnership Services, we provide the the main goods that a vessel needs to operate. It goes uh, since the basic products that they use for cleaning to specialized products that uh, are approved by engine manufacturers, for example, or products that they need to meet some requirements uh, around the world, among other solutions, just like mooning ropes that are used in the day-by-day operations to the vessel and are also regulated and associated to safety award, uh, welding and touching equipments and, uh, and products, um, uh, gases of all kinds, since uh, industrial gases for welding touch up to the refrigerant gases that are starting to face uh, more attention to the market during the, the reduction to global warming potential. So the reduction of CO2 impact, so refrigerants also part of our portfolio. And uh, part of our job is also to give the right orientation to customers to apply and comply with all these regulations worldwide. So it's wow. uh, it's a little broad. Uh, internally, we usually say that basically everything that the vessel needs, we sell, but not necessarily they are buying from us yet. Interesting, interesting. You know, it sounds like there's there's a lot going on for for Wilhelms and Ship Services. So, you know, how are you able to? You know, you mentioned having a very large, you know, presence in the maritime community. Talk to me a little bit about how you're able to differentiate yourself and continue to establish yourself as the leader. The I would say that the main one is the network. It's the most extensive network. You imagine a vessel sailing around the world. Not necessarily they will be in the same ports all the time or easy ports all the time. So we uh, we have a footprint in more than uh, 100 uh, ports, uh, sorry, 100 countries in uh, 2,000 ports. So we uh, our main goal is to make sure that our customers will have our products available when they need, where they need. 
mm-hmm. making sure that they have a standard solution. They don't need to look for alternatives when they uh, they are in a huge situation, something like that. We take leverage of our differentiated uh, network to make sure that our customers will have a standardized solution co- compliant with uh, the regulations also. It's a, it's an important point. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that's so crucial? Uh, the maritime industry is extremely regulated. Uh, to uh, Not today. It's extremely regulated. We saw what happened in the history when we go since Titanic that uh, brought some needs uh, related to safety and uh, environmental, uh, environmentally, uh, the environment, environment attention that it requires. Uh, we have uh, different uh, different regulations, not only for safety, uh, ever, uh, environment, but also we have the regulations you uh, and separate that are bringing. So, and we need to we need to make sure that our customers are compliant across all of them. There are rules. Rules are rules are to be followed. Then uh, we understand that our job is not only to provide products. Mm-hmm. But provide orientation and provide products that uh, allow our customers to be compliant. With this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, during um, the 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 COVID nineteen pandemic, there were a lot of challenges that the maritime industry faced. Talk to me about what that looked like for Wilhelmson Ship Services. Wilhelmson, uh, obviously, as every company needs to adapt with the new adapt with the new landscape to the, to the industry. It was. Uh, Interestingly, part uh, to maritime industry because if you imagine, part of the fleet was not operating. So we had a, we in the middle we had the crisis with tankers because the oil price increased. We can never achieve at certain points, so it doesn't make sense to move cargo around. But imagine the cruise industry; it this industry basically stopped. All vessels went to zero; they were not safe. And they start to be allocated to ports where they never were before. And uh, it was something that Williamson could leverage and adjust to position our solutions available to these customers in these ports that they, they never were before. Uh, also, it uh, I would say that not only for Williamson, but with the feeling to the maritime industry itself, to the market itself, the COVID-19 period, uh, a kind of boost to the digitalization. It, it moved towards the uh, digital solutions. And I'm not speaking only uh, through you, team, you vote, to use this tool of communication, but it, it drove the industry to go after the 4.0 industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I really like how you said, you know, leverage those solutions, um, because in a very difficult time, you were able to, you know, take that opportunity. And it was an opportunity for growth. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, I would use a Brazilian say, but uh, I won't uh, because it may be misinterpreted. <laughs> but yes, yes, it's uh, it's opportunity to grow because also it triggered uh, new needs in the markets that we were not looking again. Uh, who before pandemic were looking for air pilots inside vessels? You monitor because there are minimal, there are some regulations. You monitor that as you need to do, but. Uh, how to improve, why to improve. And I believe it was, one, if I can quote one of the opportunities, it was one of them. More preservation classes, because vessels that we never imagined how to preserve, because since you built a vessel, we delivered the vessel, we expect it to be saved. But then you have vessels that were uh, preserved uh, 
in Liga, as we as we say in uh, in the language to the industry, that was in Liga for two years or more. Yeah, and I imagine you know that that was probably a major challenge that your clients had was being able to you know take those changes, really lean on Wilhelmsen to adapt to that changing and that these changing times as well. Yes, yes. And in Wilhelmsen, it's something that we we take seriously is the customer experience. So we have a a customer centered approach, and we take really seriously is. Uh, to step up to bring our customer relationship and customer centricity to another level, and we understand it's it's a uh, pandemic was one period that we could uh, we could show the customers, hey, we are here to support you. We are going to move whatever we need to support you, uh, and customers know that they can they can rely on us. That's fantastic. And when you're talking about your customers, do you tend to see trends and kind of client profiles and in, in who tends to work with Wilhelmsen Ship Services the most? Uh, not specifically. We understand is a B two B business, obviously. So the guy, the people that has a small boat, is obviously are not our customer targets. But uh, in general, ship owners, owners mm-hmm. that own a vessel or a fleet, ship managers, because mm-hmm. part of this market also uh, you have the ship owner, but this guy will not operate the vessel. They will hire somebody else to specialize it to do uh, ship managers. And ship operators are our main our main customers to witness and uh, witness and ship services. We have two uh, different types of stakeholders inside this group. So we have the the shore fleet, where the the shore based team that will be basically the decision makers, the guy that do the initiative uh, job to the vessel, and we have the end users that are the crew itself. And this is something that we need. Uh, we always uh, need to balance because two different uh, positions, two different understandings and expectations from uh, the solutions that we are we are offering. the The most differentiator is when we look at these two type of stakeholders that we found the the groups on shore and the groups on board. So it's something that we always uh, align when deal, dealing with the, with our customers in the day by day. I like that, you know, by by land and by sea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, you know, Rodrigo, I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit. I imagine, you know, in the in the maritime industry, in the shipping industry, that there are a lot of common kind of common misconceptions. You know, people may think that they understand kind of how things work, but may not completely. Is there anything that you hear often that you're like, well, like, hold on, it's it's not actually that way? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, this misconception. And it's something that uh, we, we touched superficially uh, previously. Maritime industry is too traditional. They don't embrace digitalization. They don't embrace technology. Yes, it may partially true because uh, in the past, maritime industry usually goes low in technologies and digitalization. But specifically after COVID, as we mentioned previously, it, it wrapped up. It gets uh, one interesting pace. And uh, digitalization is something that uh, basically all customers are talking about today. I can give you an example of uh, solutions that we brought. So vessels, they need to, according to the regulations, they need to maintain a line management plan. Mm-hmm. What it, what means that is that the moving rope that they use to tie the vessel to the port, you need to log the hours that this rope is working. So they need to maintain these logs. And it's interesting because they need to maintain the log available to the crew and the short teams, not only the logs, but inspection. When this rope entered inserts, when this rope uh, receives the last inspection, they need to maintain that. 
Usually, it's a shared folder in an Excel spreadsheet. We just brought to the market what we call the LMP, Line Management Plan application. That is an online uh, is an online application where the customers are able in one click to log the hours when you start to operate the role and when they stop to operate with that role. So the app will maintain the for the hour hours of morning. We will store the last inspection. We will notify about the new inspection. We will monitor what they have uh, as a replacement role. It, it will help our customers to track the shelf life of this role and at the same time be compliant. So it's one of the solutions that we develop. Or even uh, when they look for the regular maintenance to vessels to cooling water treatment the engines, it's extremely important to, to make sure that the water that cooled out the engine is well treated to avoid corrosion and everything else. Or even the boilers. If you think about the tanker that has a boiler to maintain the, depending on the cargo, you need to maintain the cargo heated. Uh, the boiler is uh, something that will do that in past. Boilers it used to be used for percussion to the vessel. We have a software called the waterproof that the crew will run the analysis, the regular analysis as they do, and log the results in the software. And the software will tell them what they need to do based on the results. As hey, you have this parameter out of the specification. The recommendation is take these, these, these steps here to correct that. And in the end of the month, we generate a report that the customers will receive automatically on board and to the short team, give a, give a summary of the whole mode treatment. If the system is under risk, where they need to pay attention, it's something that's generated automatically. So it's, these are two solutions that I can give you as, a, an, as an example that the industry is adopting and adopting faster. Mm. And I think, you know, it's small things like that. Well, they're not small. They're obviously huge for the ship. But it's little things like that, you know, that are so important to keep track of and accessibility and being a partner, you know, Wilhelmsen being a partner to your clients, to to the boats by land and by sea to to make their lives easier, to to make, you know, shipping safer um, and, you know, and make sure that you're you're accessible, you're you're speedy and, you know, you're providing all the services that, you know, the, the, that your clients need. Yes. Yes, this is pretty much our our position. And, and again, when I mentioned uh, the human centricity, and uh, it's also our focus on safety, that uh, something that our customers has the perception. Uh, if I can give you an example of one of these focus and innovative solutions that we have brought, nothing digital. Imagine that uh, when we talk about uh, mooring, for example, mooring is performing the same way for hundred years. Since the, since the the beginning, you tie the vessel with a rope to the port. And the industry also had the concept that, oh, the, the, the rope will break at certain point. Yes, it was it was developed to break and you don't, don't damage the vessel. But there is one problem. When the mooring rope breaks, it will snap. And it will, it will move in a speed about 800 kilometers an hour. If you hit somebody, it can kill somebody. Yeah. And for years, the industry had the concept, yes, it's normal. It will break. But uh, we also took a position a few years ago that, uh, okay, we cannot be comfortable with that. Now, so, since it always happened, we cannot accept that we need to will keep happening and exposing the seafarers. And we right. start to develop a solution called the Snapback Arrestor, SBA. It was the first solution uh, certified by DNV. We developed a solution where 
our robes and all all robes in our portfolio today that we provide we supply uh will have this technology we have a port in this robe that will in case they broke it will absorb the impact and redistribute the energy avoiding the net or reducing the net so it's uh, it's something that we brought to the market and to aiming to improve safety it was the first solution in the market that we brought back in two three years ago and mm -hmm. it, it, it is interesting the, there is one interesting video in the youtube channel from Winnison where we intentionally broke 16 ropes eight ropes with the with the technology and eight ropes without the technology and we compare and it's it's really interesting to see <laughs> when uh, it's spoiler alert <laughs> when you you can observe the how violent can be a rope uh, without this technology yeah. and how you can uh, reduce the damage caused by a snap when you have this technology it's uh, it's it's really interesting to see uh, to describe that we'll never get close to the impact. It is interesting when we look, uh, we present this video to, to customers the first time. Now it's uh, somebody kind of uh, watching this video, but the reaction was always, whoa, what happened here? When when you observe without the technology and in the simplest, you observe the SBA really working. I think that's so interesting. And, you know, you answered one of my questions that I was going to ask Rodrigo about where can people go to learn more, kind of see the work that, you know, that that Wilms and Ship Services is doing. So you mentioned your YouTube channel. Where else can people go to learn more? Yeah, we can go through in our uh, official website, wilson.com dash ship services, or in the social media like YouTube, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Rodrigo, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate all of your insight. You know, the conversation about ropes, you know, the YouTube video, we'll definitely have to check that out. You know, maybe maybe my team will put a link in the description for, for, for uh, you know, how to, how to reach that as well. But, you know, I think this was a great conversation. I appreciate all of your insights, you know, the changes in the, the shipping industry, you know, the changes during COVID and, you know, how Wilhelmson really works to be a partner to, you know, make, make shipping accessible. So I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.